0: Hello, this is Scotty McCoy. I'm the author of the Ultimate Friday the Thirteenth trivia book, and I'm writing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia. And I have and I'm interviewing the casting crew of the Friday the thirteenth franchise. And I have on the phone with me America Olivio. Is that right? Olivo. <laughs> Olivo. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, yep, and she played Amanda in Friday the thirteenth, uh, the reboot in two thousand and nine. Um hi, America. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: Thanks.
0: Nice talking to you. No problem. It's nice talking to you too. So I have a couple questions for you. Um, the first one I have for you is what was your audition like for Friday the 13th, 2009? 2009.
1: Oh, decades <laughs> ago. No, um, right? uh, it was really, uh, it was a fun experience cause I was working at the time on another film called bitch slap <laughs> and, um, out in the desert, the Mojave desert. And, um, and it was a it was a real tough film uh, to work on because it was, a, it was an indie film, um, so it was, the budgets were tight, and we were you know sleeping in some you know motels in the middle of the desert. There really aren't any other options, and and it was just twelve hours a day in the hot sun, and it was dirty and crazy. And I had a I got a phone call from my friend Nick, um, who's who's uh, one of the other actors in the film, and he said. Um, you know, hey, uh, there's a. The, I guess there was somebody else that was cast, and there was some problem, and, and they they need someone to come in and, and fill this role for Amanda. Like last minute, where are you? Um, Would should I, you know, should I mention your name here?
0: <laughs> and I was <laughs> like.
1: Uh, I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I want to do another film right now. I was so tired. You have no idea. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, no, it's Friday at 13th. I'm like, okay, that's great. I, I, I'm really tired right now. <laughs> and, <I noticed> <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 you, you have to do this. It's great. I mean, we're in Austin. We're having this great time. And You know, we're um, we're at the I think we're staying at Four Seasons, and we're all getting ready to, you know, shoot this big film. I just couldn't comprehend it because my life was just like at that time. I was kind of in a in this like Roach Motel in the desert, looking at the Roach next to me, like, hey, what do you think? Should we go for this? Should we try to go to Four Seasons in Austin or what? (laughs) So, um. So the the Roach and I agreed that, um, gosh, this sounds a terrible story. I'm making it sound like uh the producers of Bitch Slap were really mean to us, but they weren't. It was there were really no other options in the desert. Um and uh but we we um uh, so they so the the issue was I was also working on the other film so I d- couldn't be released and they would need me to go immediately to to Austin yeah. so um, there was kind of the producers of Lap happened to know the producers of Friday the Thirteenth and they ended up doing a phone call like um, can we can we ha- can we borrow your actress <laughs> you know right. sort of thing so they made some sort of deals and and I, they they looked at me and they said do you want you know they were being very kind to me to, to allow to leave early from set and um and i had to go down because i needed to be signed off by you know paramount and michael bay and all that all mm-hmm. the, the producers and every, everything so you know they couldn't just go on nick's word or something but um <laughs> so of course they looked at all my materials and my reel and my body of work and then they said yeah we're interested and so I tried to drive in to la and um And I had to meet with the casting people, um, for Friday the 13th in person. And they wanted to go over the scenes that I would be doing. Um,
0: and, but one of the major scenes happens
1: to be so, so, well, a lot of the scenes are naked or having sex or (laughs) topless. So it was like one of those weird auditions where you're like, how do you, how do you do this without being like,
0: we get, you know, where this gets awkward in a casting office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always those
1: fun auditions where you're like, how does, how do I? So I, I was, I remember just driving down, going, how am I gonna? Because they'd just given me just enough time to kind of look, glance over what, what I needed to do, and, and I got there and I needed to basically, you know, convince them I would do this. And there was a big concern because I think the woman who had left. The role had an objection to nudity, so I also had to give them sort of a confidence that I was going to be okay with that, right. or something like that. I don't really remember, and it's none of my business, so don't <laughs> quote me on whatever happened with her. But um, I, I, um, I, w- I, had to figure out a way to, to show them that I could, I could do this. That I could pull off, you know, the sexiness and the tease and the comedy of it right. at the same time you know, not like go topless in front of these casting directors. Cause that's inappropriate. So, right. <laughs> um, so I, so I'd like, I really didn't know what I was going to do. By the time I got there, um, I, you know, was meeting them. It was all very nice and high. And, um, and they're like, okay, so do you know how you're going to do the scene? I was, I was just like, I'm, they were putting it on, tape so they could send it around to the studio and producers and stuff mm. and um, I said yeah I, I have an idea and um, they said great let's just see what you do and we'll, you know, we'll figure it, we'll see if it works and if it doesn't then we'll give you some direction and I um, I decided I did the whole scene and at some point when the top was going to come off like I ended up turning my back and like I found a way to like turn my back to the camera and and uh, tease the camera without showing anything, right. and then like I ended up doing sort of strip tease like a like a cabaret girl would do, I right. guess, where where you're not showing anything but you're just giving this giving this whole like scene of teasing and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, I remember pulling my jacket off, but my back was turned to the camera and throwing it at the camera (laughs) and kind of covering the camera
0: with it at the end. And and somehow it just worked. And I was able to not expose myself (laughs) and
1: also um, get the part. Cause um, that that did the trick, I guess. Uh, So then, yeah, it was like the next day or something crazy like that. I had to get on a flight and I was just, (laughs) dirty and sandy from the desert and exhausted and I didn't no, and then all these ideas that, you know, Nick Minnell was saying, like, um, oh, yeah, it's to be so fun. Wait till you meet the cast. We were out on the lake and we're getting to know each other because they had spent, like, two weeks beforehand getting to know each other right. and, like, becoming friends so that, you know, the feeling of camaraderie would be natural right. on set. And, um, and then when I got there, they were, like, I was at the tail end of when they had these locations and how, like, of what
0: they were allowed to do to spend on those scenes that amanda and that crew were in right. so
1: i didn't i like skipped right past like i was like put my stuff down <laughs> a little four seasons like hotel and i'm like oh four seasons
0: like i never slept in that bed i like never <laughs> i just like didn't even like they, they just I, my hair was blonde for the other films they had to dye it black and then they were oh, threw
1: me into they threw me into everything like back to back i don't remember sleeping for days and they were just like Like I, I, it was it was such a blur, and they had shot like everything else out of a lot of the scenes, and they just needed to insert the coverage on that character because of what had happened. So I didn't get
0: to hang out with anybody. I didn't get to like. (laughs) like subsequently, I ended up you know getting
1: to know everybody really well, but like at the time, I was thrown in. I was this weird nude kid that like literally in this other you know, costume at the last second and just sort of <laughs> hit the ground running and didn't know
0: what had hit me by the time I was done. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But right. it was, and, and it was, it was great. It was an awesome experience that everybody's so amazing in That's that cute. cast that they just, I was a new kid and I was so nervous about, you know, stepping in on a lot of, a lot of them are such great comedians too the, right. the great improv actors.
0: So they had already gone off script a lot and created their own, like, friendly dialogue and i didn't even know their lingo and i'm right. like
1: what are you guys talking about this isn't even all this in the script right
0: now <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh it
1: was an adjustment but it was ultimately like really fun
0: definitely great. so something <laughs> yeah. not Friday of the 13th related how did you get your start into acting um so well, i my mom was an actor she was an acting teacher and
1: we were in la and um and I started in community theater when I was about four years old and um, I was also a singer and then I always did it I just always did a community theater in school and then in high school and then I went to performing arts um, I went to Cal arts and then I went into Juilliard and then you know I just did the, I did the track of just making that my focus my whole life. Okay. Um, when I graduated, I was um, very fortunate to um, to have some inroads in the music industry, which is where I landed when I first got out of Juilliard. I got a record deal with my band Saluna, it's okay. a Spanish English pop group, and um, and we we were with DreamWorks Records. They had a record division okay. at the time. And I spent like a good six years doing that. And um, our manager at the time, which was uh, Irene Dreyer and Suzanne DePass, they had a lot of um, film and television that they, that they produce um, sister, sister and smart guy and right. lonesome dove and things like that, that they've, that um, they, that part of the, what they do. So well, as a girl group, at some point um they had the idea to bring us to, to make a sitcom about us. So we actually worked with Paramount on a sitcom, sort of like the monkeys about our group It was a scripted sitcom, not a reality show. And we had put that into production for about two years. we filmed the pilot with Kelsey Grammer's company too. And, um, and we we went into development for the CW network and unfortunately, um, so it was the tail end of the music industry the music industry was like folding in front of us and dreamworks records folded and in fact they just dropped their record division. And then, um, things were, were really shifting around musically. So we focused on that more. And then, um, the CW network picked us up for pilot. We did the pilot and then they CW network turned into UPN and they didn't, they didn't take it or something like that. So we, um, we kinda of we got really, really lucky. I feel like I've been really, really, really lucky in my life and also okay. had some really weird timing with that luck. Like, okay. you know, get a record deal when mm-hmm. record industry is folding, or get a sitcom deal when the network is being sold to another network. Right. Um, you know, it's like Yay oh, yay oh
0: yeah, so <laughs>
1: um so I mean I have been i I've been, I've been you know, I've been very, very committed to a career as, a, as an actor and a singer my whole life, and I've also been extremely lucky. And uh, you know, so right. I, the the combo of those those two is, has landed me where I am today. But, awesome. um, yeah. So after that, after the music industry wasn't around anymore, um, I uh, I just you know I did both acting and singing, so I just focused more on my acting at that point. And um, when the sitcom didn't go to series i called um i actually we were with CAA, like a big agency and i actually called them and told them like i really wanted to go to a smaller agency and like really hit the ground uh, or sorry do the groundwork as a as an actor from the from the start of an actor on, tel- on in television and film because i didn't have that experience at that point i just had had this one great experience with a, creating a sitcom around her you know but then <laughs> yeah. i didn't have like that like i hadn't been like second lady to the left in a tv show like i really wanted to experience and understand what the what the industry was so then he sort of laughed at me your agent was like really you want to start from the beginning i'm like i kind of do i like to know <laughs> i like to work my way up from something and know all the parts and, the, right. and so i did i went to a small not a you know, no name agency by any means, but just a smaller, more boutique
0: and started doing guest stars and co-star roles and, um, and learning and learning, you know, like how to do it. Cause I didn't want to, you know, fall on my face in a lead thing and not know what I'm doing if, if I were so lucky. So, so I spent years doing that, just kind of building it up and getting, gaining experience and doing lots of auditions with everybody else in LA and, um, did it that way. Awesome.
1: And that was another experience, and so yeah, building building up the side of my resume.
0: Awesome. So, what was the best part about filming Friday the Thirteenth, and what was the worst?
1: Best parts about
0: fr- filming Friday the Thirteenth. Um,
1: God, if I can remember. Um,
0: <laughs> I think the best parts for me were just
1: um, ha- the whole crew, the yeah. the the group of the cast uh, for that for hours at least I, I fell in love with each and every one of them and they're just funny and they're wonderful. And just being around that group was right. the best part. Just, just subsequently getting to know them. Cause like I said, I didn't really get the the preamble um, right. to this whole thing, but um, that was, yeah. And, and, and having, you know, friendships with them that have lasted to this day. Okay. That's been lovely. Um, and the, the the worst part, probably. <laughs> um, so there was a, there's a, um, one of the last things I think we shot of my stuff for the film was under com- like complete time restraint because we were, we were losing the location okay. and we were losing the dark, the light was coming and we had, um, and I needed my like. We had to do my snatch and grab scene. Right. Um, yeah, where Derek has to come and and get me out of the tent
0: and hack me up. Or, no, <laughs> put me over the, put me over the, the fire.
1: Uh, rotisserie me. And, um, <laughs> but he had to do the snatch scene where, where I'm, like, waiting for my – like, calling for my boyfriend in the tent, and he has to, like, take the machete and um, cut a hole in the back and come and grab me and pull me out. So that seems simple if you're thinking about it um, to anyone who, you know, just when you're not really thinking about the logistics of it, it seems simple. But when, on the day, they built the tent and they built the whole scene right. and the set, the set, does you know, people were like, we literally have like 10 minutes before the light comes up and this is gone and we lose the location, we lose everything we don't have time to do this twice like we have to nail this on the first time only time no rehearsal nothing you know and like i said we're all exhausted it's all like ridiculous and um (laughs) and derek he's such a he's such a a seasoned stunt person and actor and he's like uh no i'm not doing this without rehearsal you know he's like i could i could hurt somebody about like a sharp machete it needs to be sharp enough to cut like to be able to cut into this
0: tent right right but not without cutting me and i can't see him because my back's turned to him if you remember that
1: scene yeah and so so we have like like just a few minutes to say like um Like I'm like we can do this. We can do this. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. I'm like, no, no, no. I I can do this. Just we're gonna do this like like a dance move. Like we're just gonna go on. Like we're gonna count, and I'm not because I have to be farther far enough back for him to grab
0: me out of the back, but not far enough that he's going to slice me with the machete when he opens it. So and I can't see him,
1: and you know it's just it's all this complicated choreography, but, um, and, and we can only do this once. So, um, I'm like, so I'm like okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit forward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out front, um, and look for Ben and call for him. And then, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to count, bum, bum, bum. And then I'm going to, um, I'm going to lean forward again. That's when you do the machete or he was saying this to me, I don't remember who was saying it or, or Marcus was saying it, I don't know. And then I'm going to, um, and then. Uh, at some point, I will lean back and if somehow I'm gonna have to be not know what's happening and be scared, but then leaning back and then you'll be able to grab me without with just your arm from the back. Right. so we have this like boom 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 dance move, and I don't wanna I don't wanna get back too soon, otherwise I'll get cut and I don't want you know mm-hmm. ruin the scene if I'm too far forward whatever so like um so we agree to do it. Derek reluctantly agrees, He's like, I oh, don't know, I don't like this, I'm <laughs> like, we just have to do it, you know, and then, uh, uh Marcus is getting crazy, you know, like, director, like, yeah, we gotta do it, we're losing everything, I'm like, oh my god, um, and, uh, so, so he goes, uh, I think Marcus says something like, uh, rolling camera, he said, like, background action or something, I don't know what he says, he says some other command first, and I start counting, and I realized it wasn't
0: action right so i'm off like the count or something and i'm like wait a minute did we say it was
1: going to be on camera speed or action like what was the cue we were counting on all of a sudden
0: i'm not counting at all <laughs> and i know that he's and now i'm like legit scared
1: because i don't know when he's coming and i don't know where the machete is <laughs> going to be and i'm not Uh-oh. in the right place <laughs> so like that, that whole scene happens, and you're looking at my face on le- like complete, legit terror of like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to get cut open right
0: now. Oh my Accident. god. And then I was like, I, and Derek's just such a pro, he just made it work, and I didn't do anything right. So <laughs> that, was the,
1: that was the scariest part. <laughs> like, oh
0: my I don't god. know how he did it. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what was your most memorable moment while filming Friday the 13th? Um, that was one of them. Um, (laughs) there were, there were some other funny moments
1: of, um, God, um, just being in the bag or like falling out of the bag and having (laughs) to, um, be on, I was covered in fire retardant so that it wouldn't burn. Right. And, And I guess that the, the, um, stunt, woman who was do was supposed to be taking those falls was in the hospital with like oh, wow. hypothermia or something and i i'd heard this and i didn't really understand it because it was the dead right. heat of the summer and i didn't understand why she'd have hypothermia i didn't i was like why is she in the hospital they're like can you do it can you do the fall and i'm like yeah i'm sure when you're looking at it, it doesn't look like it would hurt that much but then when you're falling like a as a limp body four feet from you know (laughs) four feet down you're like
0: over and over again but yeah and then i really so
1: they they lathered me they they did all this um prosthetic work on or what do you call it Uh, uh special effects makeup on me that they had done for like three hours i had people in every crevice of my body creating different layers that they could rotisserie off of me when a Ama- when amanda regetti comes and she's she's like is supposed to be like oh Am- to me amanda sorry that's confusing um <laughs> and um and she's like supposed to like come and like the first we have some takes like this where she comes and she
0: takes like the first layer or two off of my skin when she's trying to grab for me right. and
1: it's so gross it's so
0: gross <laughs> they
1: ended up like cutting that because it was like people were like losing their lunch in the, in the test audience they're
0: like right. that's nasty oh my God. it was
1: so good but so they had all this makeup on me and um and they they'd done all that and then they have me covered in fire retardant, and then they're like then i'm falling from this this bag over and over and they've got fire all around. And, and when you, and I, I had to smoke, inhale a cigarette and then like exhale it out to like give the effect of being on fire from the inside. Right. But like, but, but subtly, so it looked like I was dead and my mouth just sort of like hit the ground and then released it. You know, there's right. all these like little specific things that you have to do to make it to sell that right. moment that I don't think made it actually at the end <laughs> to the final print. But, um, but, uh, and you so we did this over and over and I'm getting really cold and freezing. (laughs) And, um, and like I said, it was dead heat of the, of the summer. And I didn't know that like fire retardant, like is like, it basically turns you into, it freezes you. So you, you can't have it on very long. So these are things I, that, this is why actors shouldn't do stunts
0: because like you don't know right what you're not, what you're not supposed to do like you're supposed to get out of that yeah so you were in the so sleeping bag the whole experience. time then what you were in what? the sleeping bag the whole time then no
1: no there's a, there's a machine and everything at some point i don't know if i'm giving away too many secrets but um <laughs> i don't know i think they did some effects and then there is a stunt woman that's in there who ended up in the
0: hospital that night and then i am falling at I fell out of the bag okay. repeatedly onto the floor. So, um, and I was in the bag as well for those other shots
1: where, um, they turned, I think they turned me upside down okay. in the, in the, I was right side up, but then they put it, made it look upside down in the film in the end, I think. Right. If I remember correctly. So, but no, I was in the bag, I was in the bag. Okay. A, but, um, and then so falling out repeatedly was, uh, a, a memorable
0: experience.
1: Okay. Um, and, yeah, just being surrounded by fire and having Amanda peel layers off of my skin over <laughs> and over it was pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> um, I wish someone would see that,
1: like, that part. I, mean, I never got a chance to see the final print of that
0: whole. Oh, It wow. looks really cool from my perspective. It is really cool. Um, you basically answered the next question, which was how was your death scene filmed. You basically uh, talked about all that. Um, so the next part I have is uh, what was it like working with Derek Mears?
1: Oh, Derek. Derek is um he's like he's the funniest guy, one of the funniest men I know. So yeah. it's just such a funny contrast that he is both like the scariest you know, right. on screen persona and yeah. the funniest and warmest and sweetest person
0: in real life. <laughs> I just um we've done a lot of uh
1: traveling together after um after the film doing signings and you know doing publicity tour stuff and i got to know him in like the subsequent years and he's just wonderful right. oh, really sweetest guy That's
0: great. so yeah. in the film you did of course as everybody knows a nude scene where you put that i guess it was baby oil on your breast. Yeah. yeah uh what was it like doing a complete nude scene on camera like was it uncomfortable or how were you were you comfortable how was that <sighs>
1: i had I had warmed up to that point um in my career already i did i'd done some other sort of love scenes or okay. you know semi or peekabooish things and um <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever like done something quite that you know i don't know I have to think back maybe it was a little bit more salacious than some other things I'd done, but I was pretty comfortable um I, I, at that point what I was
0: probably like i mean i'm not i wasn't 21 anymore you know and it just get comfortable and i had done some i used to be um really 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 like catholic good catholic girl prude right um like like not even change in
1: front of you know my best friend or anything (laughs) or you know um and there was a time when i i just realized that i wanted to let that go it was something Uh I made a decision. Uh, I called a friend of mine who's an amazing photographer and I was probably like 27 years old. And I said, you know, I really, I want, I want to come into your, into your studio. And I, he offered before I didn't force him to take naked pictures of me. He would said that he wanted (laughs) to do nudes of um, people who were into athletes or sorry, into athletics. So he'd asked me at that time, I was like doing more bodybuilding stuff. And he said, I like to have you come in, and I said no. And then, like a few years later, I called him back and said, "Actually, I want to take you up on that offer." And I don't want you to let me. I want you to have all of them and to do whatever you want with those pictures. I don't want to have any control over them, and I want to, literally, I want to be free of controlling my image
0: of me and my body. I want you to just, right, do, just just have them. I don't care what you do. I don't, you don't care if you touch them. I don't care if you publish them. I don't care. <laughs> Just, they're yours. Right. And and there was a
1: process, and he's such a beautiful photographer. So and and he um he was he was his name was um Caesar Caesar Lima, uh-huh. and he um he would take photos, and they would project in real time um up on the behind him on the wall behind him, so I could see. The pictures as it was happening and the, the first pictures I, I saw they were projected. I was just really shy and right. um, Uncomfortable and then as the photo shoot started going I started learning just more about my body and What it looked like from that and I saw it through his eyes because he's such a great photographer Just he showed me the beauty and in, in the parts of myself that I was shy about And, okay. um, and I just sort of released through that start photo shoot and um and after that i started
0: accepting more and more roles that were just where it was it might have some nude scenes or love scenes or whatever and got past it i got really past it that's good so the last question i got you is do you have any future projects in the works that you'd like to tell the readers about
1: (laughs) um sure yeah well um you know, I don't know when this is coming out, so I don't know what will be relevant. But um, yeah, I, I have got like next week or something. I'm on NBC's Blind Spot, if yes. you care. Um, <laughs> but um, my husband and I have a production company called Esotericam yeah. Productions, and. Um, we have a series called Live from Grand Mercy Park, which is a Vimeo series, and um, and we are producing um, a musical on Broadway called Reefer Madness. Okay. Uh, it's a revival of the Reefer I don't know if you know the Reefer Madness film, the original or the remake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we are uh, putting that on Broadway. Or actually, I'm not going to say that we are.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well the, the my book- husband's laughing at me i'm like i'm not gonna say that wait there's
1: there's the, there's the publicity public bleh, the way i'm supposed to say this publicly and um we are bringing it back to the
0: stage right in uh 2018 2019 and uh so that's
1: taking up a lot of time right now and other than that um just being creative and writing and
0: um has it awesome so it. the book probably will not be released for a couple of years however um i do create a sneak peek from this and i have like three over three thousand followers on my facebook um so alone so i'm going to be doing a sneak peek and i'll put this last section in there so anybody that wants to see you next week on blind spot um the preview will probably be going up with oh, oh i'm going to my aunts in about at around six o'clock which is like 20 minutes so when i get when i get home from there i'll probably be uploading it and uh, awesome. they can see you on blind spot wow. and see any of your other future products that you have wow. in store. They can, they'll be able to get all the information from this. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Well, I thank cool. you so much for your time. It was a really great interview. This is one of one of my better interviews. You gave me a lot of information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, but like-
0: highly caffeinated right now so sorry if i'm over talking okay. it's perfectly fine you gave me a lot of information it's going to be hard to put in a five minute sneak peek but it's uh <laughs> but it's uh it's really good to uh put in my book i'm really grateful because uh, i love when i have long in-depth interviews because it gives the fans and the pr- buyers of the book that gives them all the information they want to know about the movies that they love
1: sweet sweet well thank you so much for including me i'm
0: honored not a problem thank you very much okay all right. you have a nice day you too. Right, Bye-bye. Bye.